Here we go. Third one of these. <laughs> You're on like the seventh. What? No, oh, this is try, the third. Try. I thought you, oh, no, I thought you were I counting. Bible study. I thought you were uh, counting seven. how many tries it's taken us We're to back it. with Matthew 6. But yes. before we start, we're going to go ahead and just have everybody press pause and just say a quick little prayer. Just pray for the Spirit to speak to you and for the Lord to just guide you through this. So we'll wait. Okay. Okay, just picking where, picking up where we left off um, just before on the Sermon on the Mount here. Jesus is obviously in the midst of giving his whole authoritative message for the kingdom, for the Messianic kingdom. Uh, so he's going into here in chapter 6, he's, he's flipping the table still on, on what everybody knows and is is accustomed to you know he just gets done saying um you know if you you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i say to you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you mm-hmm. so you know i mean these these statements were were definitely kind of like, like wait wow what? <laughs> what um so he, he's still in the midst of that and now he's doing the same thing here going into chapter six um Speaking about uh, giving and and for the needy people. So, starting with one, obviously, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Just stopping right there in uh, 4. Obviously, making this applicable for today, I think back to we had went to a church... When we first got out here, yep. that had had a hallelujah box is what they called it. And that was the donation box. And every time somebody went back in church and, and put money in it, and now they advertised their hallelujah box. This was something that was very, it was in their bulletin. It was something that the pastor mentioned at least three or four times during the whole sermon. Every time. Every time. And anytime anybody would go and drop anything in there, the whole group would shout hallelujah. And it was a big deal anytime anybody put money in the, in the pot. And that's exactly what this means right here. Um, that's exactly what Jesus is talking about, saying, "Don't do that," you know, because that's exact. That's exactly what the religious hypocrites do. Mm-hmm. And you have, and and pastors and different things like that should know better than that. They should be able to read through the Beatitudes like anybody else can, and or not the Beatitudes. I'm sorry, but the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. And see here that this is exactly what he's speaking against, and, and well, it's, it's echoed, and clear. right? And it's echoed by the apostles. I mean, it's something that you just do, and you don't make a big celebration out of, and it's not—it's it, not something that's—it's 
So that's exactly what he's saying right here to make it understandable, I guess, for today. You know what example I thought you were going to use is remember the one... I, I probably could have used that one. I just didn't want to make it too much about uh, mine, but go. But no, we went to a huge mega church that is widely, widely known. You see them on TV and the pastor everywhere and everything. And the entire quote-unquote sermon that we watched was them talking about how much money they had that year and all the, you know, look at us, look what we did with this money, look what we did with this money. That was the whole sermon. That's right. And the whole thing. Actually, I'm sorry. I had just, I had forgot about that until right now, actually. The whole sermon. I would have used that. Okay, so scratch that. You want to use this one? Well, yeah, but anyway, so yes, that was horrible. It's the same point. It's so Mm -hmm. simple. What? what, They had had pie graphs. But again, this is a heart issue. Right. That's why this is so important. Are you just doing these things so that you look good, so that people see you and think these good things about you? Or are you going and giving because your heart truly cares for these people and you are trying to help them quite genuinely? And here's the thing, guys, is Jesus went straight for the throat mm-hmm. of the religious top. Why do you think, you know, some of you that are first are going to be last. Why do you think that he said that? I mean, that he went directly to the top and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's exactly what he's doing here. So, I mean, you can see that as far as, so we have what I just gave the example towards in our modern church with this idea. And we all know it. We've all seen it. We've all had a bad taste in our mouth about it. But our, our Lord and Savior right here is saying that, Guess what? Those people that 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 do that, these false teachers, these these false, you know, the, these believers that are just there for show, they they get their reward. Everything that you see here is as good as it gets for them. So that's again, that's not something that doesn't come for me. This is exactly what Jesus is saying, and this is reality. He went straight. Don't think this is not. Some group like that you just disagree with and don't like. This is no. This is the the religious top. So he went to the the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. and we're saying these things. Was not were. I'm sorry. That was like I'm. <laughs> we're saying it's it. the mountains. I think. Yeah, the we've been in the country for too long, guys. The, it has. Anyway, verse five. When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. 
You know, I want to share right there because we we're reading out of DSV translation, but we do the NLT translation with the kids, and I just absolutely love the way that it renders the Lord's Prayer. The, the NLT? The NLT. Okay. So I just wanted to share it real quick because sure. I just love it so much. This is the one that we have printed out hanging on the fridge for the kids to memorize and to know. Um, I just, I think it's great. Not that ESV does a bad job or anything. I just really like it. It's, NLT has it. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Yeah, they do have a pretty, they have a beautiful rendering of that one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do like that. Um, But then, too, I think right there, he's, when he's talking about not publicly praying and using these empty phrases and things Mm -hmm. like that. um, Obviously, that's applicable to today as well when Mm -hmm. we see... Uh, you know these big ridiculously long prayers like on these like evangelical telemarathons oh yeah and even even I'll, I, I've noticed a lot of pastors even just in regular church they'll go on and they'll put all the churchy words in there like mm-hmm. they'll they make sure they go like it's almost like you have a checklist or an outline yeah of certain words that you have to use in prayer to make you sound official. Mm-hmm. And it, it drives me absolutely insane because all like you can talk to him like your father in heaven. That's the real cool thing about Jesus is that you dad. have that now that, you know, he already came and died and he's going to come again. Like now you have that cool relationship where you can you can speak to him like that. Well, and it's something that I feel like sometimes you hear people pray publicly in these, you know, words, lofty words, you know, they're they're, they're so eloquent and they have all of this and it can make you feel, I know I felt this way, like, gosh, I guess I'm bad at praying. Right. Or I'm, maybe I'm not praying right because I'm not doing it, you know, with these eloquent words and these fancy things. This is, I will give a shout out to John Piper on this one because this is somebody who taught me how to pray. I guess in my journey, um, I would I would credit probably MacArthur and, and um, probably Paul Washer, but more so MacArthur, or I mean not MacArthur. I'm sorry, Piper. Piper. I said okay. Piper at first. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. who you said at first. Okay, and that's who I mean, John okay. Piper. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking of of MacArthur, um, but no. Uh, yes, John Piper, because he just made I mean he just makes a beautiful case for it but he also explains the simplicity of what it is and it's it's just that that crying part of us you know that that each one of us can get to but that you know just that that feeling that we get you know that that you know you're crying and you're just saying things you know just that that honest you know that honesty coming to him and that purity that rawness and that um so that makes a lot of sense when and then when you can come to him like that then then you can kind of understand 
how to pray. And then it's like positive. We pray can pray constantly. Yeah. That all the time in the spirit. So if we have the Holy Spirit, which we go through this whole, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are. So we have the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't have to go to the temple to pray. It's right here inside of us. Yeah. So we just talk to it, you know. Um, and so that's what's just talk to it throughout the whole day. I mean, I think too often we've heard a lot of pastors too condemn prayer for like, well, don't ask Jesus for every little thing. Well, yeah, definitely don't. He's not your your you know lucky card that you pull out whenever you want something. Oh yeah, just, just some get out of jail free definitely card. Definitely not. But but I mean throughout everything i mean it's easier for me because i have my different issues but it's easier for me to go okay lord okay help me help even if you have to understand that even if you're speaking to him and he's in the spirit and you're saying help that's that's a prayer yeah if that's all you can utter out that's what i was the point that i was trying to get with piper is that's how piper got me he goes even if you can't utter anything even if you can't even if you can't say anything other than help in Jesus, those mm-hmm. two words, that's enough. Like, that's all you can get out at that moment. And that's just pure and honest prayer. And I, um, that's another thing he, he speaks about before your eyes even go to anything else when you're in the morning. Even if you just say, help me get through today. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just do that before you do anything. As soon as your eyes open... Train yourself to just say that because there's a war that starts, and I like this is credited to him. There's a war that starts in the morning mm-hmm. as soon as you get up. Yep. Where is your first round of defense going to come from? And that's why you need to, as soon as your eyes open, you have to understand that the enemy's already there and waiting. Begin your day with prayer, even if it's two words. Lord help, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. But I know a lot of people, but make it consistent throughout the day. Everything. Put your mind on you know, it's speaking funny to him. You brought up Like Piper. he's with you. Well, that's funny that you brought up Piper because I remember listening to one of Piper's sermons. Just, I think I was cleaning the house. I had my headphones and listening to it or whatever. But he was talking about prayer and how um, he would get in the, ha- in the habit because he was talking about how he needed to improve his own prayer life, right? Mm-hmm. He just, he's like, what am I doing? I'm not, I'll mm-hmm. go when I sit down and have like, this is my sit down prayer time. But he's like, no, prayer is everything. It's my conversation with my almighty all throughout mm-hmm. the day. And so he did this thing where before he would do anything, he would say a little prayer in his head. Mm-hmm. So you right. got to, so, yeah. so then I was like, I was like, that was just so genius. So I'm like, okay. And you forget, right? Because we get yeah, busy I've and you don't think about it. Yeah, the same sermon, and that's yeah. actually from the same one. Okay, but then, so, uh, you know, I was like, that's genius, right? You, you're going to get in the car to run to the grocery store. Okay, well, when I get in the car, pray. Mm-hmm. When I get to the grocery store, pray. And doing that almost like is a little mm-hmm. challenge to yourself, but to stop and pray before you do anything. Make breakfast, start your homeschool, do laundry. What Even if the most mundane tasks, before you do it, pray. And it's such a... It's so little, but it's such a big thing because just that simple little thing consistently is refocusing your heart to Christ, which then 
draws your mind to Christ, your words to Christ, your actions to Christ. You know what I mean? Well, like we, all those things. We you have do. to. We have to understand that we are. We have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we when we say the Holy Spirit, we have to believe in the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit actually is. Okay. The Holy Spirit is real. Yeah. Okay. And it's a real spirit mm -hmm. that dwells inside of you. So we think of it in our simple human minds as, as being controlled by something or, you know, sure. we, we, we oftentimes see it from a demonic viewpoint. You know, mm -hmm. we think of possession or different things like yeah. that. It's to where it's definitely like, not like that. It's definitely not something that's going to make you do something. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but it's something that's there and you can feel it and you know that it and you let it take control of every single moment and every single thing and, and you can feel the flesh warring against with the spirit so you can t you know when once you get that and once you learn how to acknowledge that i think that becomes a lot easier um but we ha guys we have to really practice what we believe here and sometimes we're afraid to feel like lunatics and look like idiots because we believe that we're we have a spirit that lives but this is really what we believe and this is what's really truth yeah this isn't this isn't so this is for truth. everyone whether you believe it or not right these whether, things are going yeah on. right and and for a quick for a christian for somebody that 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 is is a follower of christ has the Holy Spirit, which is a very real spirit that will do. Sorry, that's the second noise. Rude. Um, the Holy will absolutely um, change your life. I mean, it will absolutely cleanse your life, and and you can you can see the things that it does. And before you even notice, you know, you're just like, oh wow, yeah. Like I said, it's not something that makes you go do something crazy you know like yeah. we see the the charismatic crowd out there saying you know like this is the that this, you know i'm drunk in the spirit and all this oh, craziness yeah. like this stuff isn't you know that's that's blasphemy so that's definitely different but the holy spirit will definitely produce fruit that you just that just is you know a drive and you you will see it so anyway my whole point to that was once you once you come in and and acknowledge the spirit and let the spirit take over your life it becomes that much easier in prayer because you you you're able to talk to it you're able to you know um to access it as far as as you know and just in feeling and comfort and, and guidance and mm -hmm. you know you just you know what should I do you know and just should I go left should I go right mm -hmm. you know and and you'll find yourself constantly in life being faced where you're faced with forced prayer no matter what mm -hmm. because every single situation that you're going through is a war so you're for whether it's a negative war or a positive war you have you know either way it's a war it doesn't, you know, a war doesn't have to be negative in our own lives. It doesn't necessarily have to be negatives, but it's still a struggle because we're not, you know, we're not on a rocket ship to, to, to Jesus, to Jesus here. <laughs> and it's, you know, all fun and roses and candies and stuff. 
so I mean it's it's it is war even so even in the positive sense even struggling positive you know positively I know that kind of sounds like a oxymoron I guess you would yeah to be struggling positively um anyway so uh, but yeah just realize what it is and and just speak to it talk to it talk to him not it him yeah um he's there and he he wants to to speak with you and again we just get this idea that we're praying to some imaginary human being in the sky and that's what you know the world wants to to keep us in so i know that was kind of even i i don't think i ever really when i was able to humble myself and like come to the point where i was forced like I, things were tragic and i had to you know I always kind of understood that I had a direct talk that I could directly talk, but I definitely also kept n the knowledge of what the world thinks about it and everything. You keep that out of your everyday life mm -hmm. and you don't even really realize it. Even if like, you know, obviously when you're, when you get really low, you can, yeah, I'm going to go run and cry to him because I need help. Yeah. But yet throughout my daily life and now whatever i don't think about it and then you know somebody would claim well you just pray to an imaginary guy in the sky and you kind of laugh it off and you're like okay well you kind of in your sense you're like well i kind of yeah it's kind of weird but it's like no this isn't an imagine this is it this is somebody this is the creator of everything and and is in everything and through everything and and he's this literally given me his spirit. This isn't just, well. yeah, right. And it's literally given me his spirit. And it's not just some little fairy dude up in the sky. And, and we have to treat it very seriously. And when you do, um, prayer becomes easier. And then you start seeing other forms of prayer. And you're like, okay, that's what he's talking about. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's what he's talking about. And was saying, don't be lofty in prayer. and But don't worry about the churchy words. Don't worry about the. Um, you know, don't Getting feel fancy. like don't feel like you have to say some greeting in order to speak to him. Don't feel like you got to have some beginning, middle, and end. And that was definitely one thing that I know that I had a struggle with. Until you lose all of that and you just talk to it like it's a normal him. him. Yeah, I'm sorry, I keep saying it. <laughs> well, it as in being the Holy the the. The third separate being of the Trinity. Yes. So, um, but him. So forgive me, I know. So you go ahead, because my computer here just locked up. And... Okay. Um, verse 16. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Okay, Alexis is going to kill me for this one if you know who Alexis is. She's a friend of ours that we do. She's all over. She did, we, she's partners with Heidi and does videos with Heidi. She does our podcast. We do podcasts with her. Anyway, um, she's going to kill me for saying this because we're going to have a separate podcast about this. But... Since we're reading it and it came up, um, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they're... Okay. We have a new thing in modern Christianity. It's not new, but it's new to, like, 
I guess what this would have been instead yeah. of you know obviously we don't have the 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 Pharisees walking around shaking anymore with their cheeks all sucked in yeah. because they're you know trying to but now we have this Lent celebration what are you giving up for Lent mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing for the, that's modern day Phariseeism and that's exactly what he's saying here he's like don't share that stuff publicly that's meant for that's meant for God not for man so don't share that publicly and make a big deal about it because then you're just celebrating yourself and it's meaningless mm-hmm. and that's basically the whole thing that that we see and and that's why I said in the beginning that he's he just hits the religious leaders by the throat and and that's what we see made up of most of the church today is we see this we see this all of this all of these things that he's saying don't do we all we all see it um so i don't i won't go too far on that so i guess i can now my computer's working right so i will go ahead and catch up in 19. okay although that this is your favorite i'll let you take it go ahead (laughs) must be about minimalism Verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is wait. If then the light in you is darkness, how great you is You don't the read darkness? out of the SV, you'll have to forgive her. Sorry. Yeah, I'm that sorry. Goose yes, you were all right. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Okay. Verse 24. Saying, <laughs> no one can serve two masters, well, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Well then, uh, there's a lot there to unpack so I guess 19 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal um yeah I mean all of us know what that means That's that's really basic don't love the world <laughs> don't lay up things here i take it literally i mean it we as americans have the worst habit of this in just our american lifestyle for the a lot of us where i don't want to say that everybody in this situation is is sinful or or condemn or I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but it definitely is a heart issue. Mm-hmm. And these things, once you know, once you have the spirit, and once you're you know truly, again, we we have to remember that this is somebody that that who's truly living their life for Christ, how they're supposed to. We got to get away from this idea 
that we can just give Christ away like candy and like he just forgives everybody. Mm-hmm. Where we know it's not a works-based salvation, but it's also you have to love him and that requires work. Because loving him is doing the things that he did and a lot of those things weren't popular and went against the grain of everything that we know even today mm-hmm. uh, and even for us because we have all these things that become a part of our life and our lifestyle and now it becomes a game of having to, to split what the, it, it, it's it's very difficult the but now yeah but now we, we, we seriously have to because we can't just keep giving this out and we have to realize that he's talking about religious people here he's talking about people that claim to be believers he's not talking about unbelievers mm-hmm. he's telling people to to where to store their treasures and where not to where we don't take his words as direct as we should we try to when we read this, we always try to apply this to something else. I know in church it was always taught, well, this just applies to some group of people over here, but we really don't know who. No, this is me. I mean, maybe that wasn't the case for how you were, but that's definitely, I think, what I see in the majority of what's out there. And, you know, you, you can't. And, and it's not... It's not it's it's complete different it looks a lot different from the world so your things aren't aren't based off of of here you're not worried about constantly getting the newest iphone that that's not what we're looking that's not what he's looking for here well and this is this part is what gets me so much too is it's looking at it it's very simple it's very clear it's very upfront but yet it's some of the hardest scripture to truly take to heart and live according to. For where the money is, that's where your heart is. Where is your where are your resources focused? Where is your time focused? Where do you spend the most money? Where do you spend the most time? Well, that's a really good insight into where your heart is consumed. But do we truly stop and apply that? Is our focus truly on things in this world? Even if you are well-intended, is that really what you're And if you're, you're curious where your heart is, and I and I hope this makes sense, and if this doesn't make sense, we can take it out right here. Sure. But if it does, it'll work. Um, you know when you're really, really sad, when the world just really sucks, just in general, everybody's gotten there. Just mm-hmm. per, you personally, right? Right. Life and you're just, just sucks. And you're just crying and everything sucks. Every And, and you're having that day. Mm-hmm. And you don't know anything. You don't know why you do anything. Everything's stupid. Everything. That's what we're looking for here. Yeah. That's the kind of humbling and the type of, of thing that, that you need to come to Christ with is that type of mind that type of humble you need to bring yourself to that to be able to fully understand what these things are well you must empty yourself right but i think to make it relatable for people 
that's emptying yourself. That's what. <laughs> that's really what that looks like. Yeah. But how often do we come just in a general reading of script to scripture to Christ like that? How often? We're very very prideful most of the time. So when you start to see these things, like when you start to wonder, like, well, what what does he mean by this? Well, what what could these things be? What does that mean for my life? Mm -hmm. Well, get to that point where you're really, really sad. You really, really hate yourself and everything sucks. Get to that point where you're sad and everything else. And, you and just then, can't do it all. And then think about the things in your life from that viewpoint. Does that make sense? I hope it did. I think so. I, I think it came out okay. Um, but, again, I guess this is just like it. So, for a depressed person, it's very easy to understand. <laughs> that, that I know if Alexis was sitting over yes. here, she'd be shaking her head. So. Um, and, and hopefully people understood that too. But that's honestly the way that you need to look at most of these things. So, what would be a treasure in my life? Well, what would I humble myself down? What is what is it? Is it meaningful? Is it something that I'm doing that's absolutely pointless, that's ridiculously mm -hmm. stupid? And I, you know, or is it something that could, you know, last a lifetime? So, what what are you doing? Um, and the same thing is the eye is the lamp of the body. What are you looking at? Where is your priority? Where, you know, are you comparing yourself? Consistently to somebody? Do you have to live a certain way because of something? Where's your eye at? Is your eye on that? Because it totally will. If your eye's on Christ, you'll have a completely different outcome. Whatever that looks like for the most the individual person looks like for that individual person. But yeah, it's not it'll different. definitely be different. So that's what he's saying here. And hopefully I didn't... Well, and I feel like we all know the line, you can't serve God and money, but do we really live our lives that way? Or do we constantly... Oh, this is where I had, wish I had the... We do not, no, George because if we, think, if we think about this in a way, people generalize it way too much. Mm -hmm. and, I, and we have to remember that Christ's words here are timeless. Yes. So whenever... whenever a defense comes of this will say well we have to remember who his audience was who he's speaking yeah. to and and what type of things that they would have had you know they you know of course this was in rome you know right you get these these different things and i'm like okay well if this is timeless these things you know these words today. this applies exactly to me today right now you cannot serve god and money so all that work that extra work that you're doing to save up for that vacation or that retirement plan, certain re bigger retirement plan, for you, you're serving money. Yeah. You, I mean, that's pretty simple. You're, I mean, well, and how many times? I, I, again, I'm not pointing a finger at a specific person because it looks like for different for for you know different people. That's a that's not a final statement. Because there's there's right there's there's exceptions to that statement that that's by no means an authoritative statement. But at the same time, if you're worried about a vacation or or a bonus or mortgages, your mortgage, you know, yeah, these things, you're worried about 
this is is his money in the world. Is this your is not... focus and your resources going to things of this world that at the end of the day will burn? Yeah. Well, that's doing those things. And, you know, another thing I feel like I see a lot, too, is people that they feel God speaking to them in a way that they would love to go and to serve, to be in ministry, to do different things, but, oh, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I'd have to work less or, or mm -hmm. they feel really called and convicted to be at home with their children or to do things like that. Yeah, that's well, a, we can't afford to be a one income family. We can, yeah, you know, you see that, so much like that. And it's like, I think you need to go, give up the world. Go. I mean, that's what Christ is calling you. Yeah. yeah I mean, I feel like we see that a lot. I mean, though. you're, he's on, you're on his timing and his, mm -hmm. his timing is perfect and he won't let you, but he will call you and call you and call you and and do me a favor and minimize the damages in your life before you answer that call um because you can definitely go through periods that you'll definitely regret that you're like man you were calling me i really wish i would have listened mm -hmm. really wish i would have listened sooner i wish i would have realized what it was and i really wish i would have just had more faith yep. so if you feel that don't wish that you would have more faith do it i well, know that we do we have seen so many different people that have and all of this is quite honestly leading us perfectly into the next part where we need to be but if you yeah, feel no, god this is calling exactly, you to I mean, do this a, how often do we not do it because oh i couldn't up and move there i've got too much stuff i couldn't do all that right. well i can't do that I, i've got mortgage i just got a new car i just got you know all of these different things there's no way we could be a one-income family so I could stay at home with the kids. We've got too much. There's no way my husband could lose his job and we could do something working from home because that would be a huge pay cut. There's no, You know, you go on and on and on with all of these reasons why you can't. So you ignore God's call because you're too busy serving money right. for your comforts and securities and things you have of this world. And we're saying this because we've been those people too, but we've also been those people who said, you know what, fine, let's go. And I just, I see And the see difference it. living between the two is huge. In me, I don't want to make this about me. I said me, but, and I hate bringing personal stories into these Bible studies, but I, I know that in my own personal life, I have a, there's a few, a group of people in my life that I know that are way more concerned about these things, you know, the, the, the long term of life and letting a lot of life go mm -hmm. uh, because of that yeah it it saddens me to watch it yeah um which is none of my business it's not mine it's between um, them and god but i would just i would i would advise anybody that's doing it don't waste time with it if you think that Christ is calling you, just listen. And like I said, minimize the damage that'll happen because it could be it could be something that you don't want to have. I mean, he'll get your attention one way or the other. Yeah. If he really he loves you and cares about you and, and the ones that that feel just kind of that little bit of inkling on things, those are the ones that from personal experience that he'll keep at you and keep at you and he'll hold you and he'll carry you and he'll give you grace for a long time and he'll let you do a lot of messed up stuff but listen but, to him before he has to start <clears throat> shouting <laughs> minimize the damage okay. all right verse 25 
Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I love, I mean, number one, that's, I think, that's our family, uh, the verse that we've lived off of since we left Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, since we first left we, our jobs, this has been our go-to. Yeah, no, it was one thing that, that um, we credit Mark Driscoll, Driscoll for yeah, on that one. The Dirty Birds. The Dirty Birds thing, yeah. Um, but it when was he a talks great about point. it, but it was it was it was a great point that he will take care of you. Um, why are you worried? And he will. You may not think it may not be your ideal situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may sure. not. Bad things may happen while you're in it. Sure. Um, but you'll definitely feel a sense of security. And, well, and where, and because where is your faith? Fullness. Is it truly on God? Do you truly trust that Christ will take care of you? And that's the thing is is when he says of little faith, mm-hmm. that's not implying that there's no faith. Yeah. There's just a little. So you're worried about, well, shoot, what am I going to do? I like, can't do that. I love How Jesus, and I, I want right. to do what he wants me to do, but, I mean, i got to pay the light bill. He's not going to take care of that. Guess mm-hmm. what, guys? Yeah, he does. He will. He will. Um, like you said, you don't have your George Muller book I know. With you, you guys, George Muller, I'm telling you. Um, quote stuff all day. You know, he, he took Matthew 6, literally, and he lived his life like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how he ran his ministry. And that's exactly how we got the idea, you know, the, the foundation to run ours off of the same way. Well, and to run into other families who are living, get, feeling this calling into ministry and going and doing it in, you know, obeying what they feel God is putting on their hearts and doing it completely by faith. Right. And I noticed, I read an article interesting uh, this morning. I said that backwards. You an read interesting it. article. His dyslexia I'm gets so him sorry. sometimes, guys. I don't know. Well, it's doing it really bad today. It's because we're upset. Yeah, it is. I think when I'm like really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, you read an interesting article today. About these small church movements kind of just going into nothingness. Um without a vision or or not with a vision but without um like a goal or a, mm. a a purpose a minute you know so 
I was like, you know that. That's very interesting, and I see that a lot on a lot of different things. And I look, and I'm like, well, what's your? That's why it's really nice to get back, and that's one of the reasons why I felt a strong call to just get back to doing these studies. And just mm-hmm. I'm like, fine if if everybody's interested in it and likes them, me and you will just share these longer ones, and like we're doing them together, yeah. um, and then just record them. Mm-hmm. So definitely that that's it just getting back to to scripture and what it really says without minus this minus the people that we were talking about up above (laughs) you know minus this this false idea of christianity that we have molded it into and like i said not that I've said before that not that every church is in this. Sure, of course not. This situation, um, we yeah. have we I've said before that we've had plenty of friends that are in great great churches. Sure. Matter of fact, the ministry that we just ran across, mm-hmm. um, which we're working with now with Rapture Awareness, mm-hmm. there they've got a great you know. So there's that's does not. But there, that's that's unfortunately. It's not really the norm the, the, anymore. Not the norm, mm-hmm. and that's definitely not the Christianity that's being portrayed to the world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and our image in that way is really important. Well, because I think. as Christians, we're either coming at this in a very pure sense, and this is quite literally what God means, and quite literally how we live our lives, or it isn't. Yeah, I think the way that we project. As as ourselves as being followers of Christ, I think definitely the way that the world perception sees us, I think that that's very very important. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, it's how the world is looking it's at like, Christ, right? And and not to th- not to say that you know, I, I you need to stand up and make this bold statement for. No. But, but at the same time, if you're a woman who is constantly talking about how awesome your husband is, but every time you show up to your get-togethers with your girlfriends, you have like black eyes and are bruised up, we're going to be like, no, your husband sucks. He's a wife mm-hmm. beater. You need to leave him. He's not well, a good person. Right, exactly. So how when are you we call... portraying Christ right. in our lives to unbelievers that then they go, that's who? That's, that's what, what I'm saying, about? and that's why I always attack. I hate to turn a Bible study into this, but that's why I always attack the Fox News Christianity because that seems to be... That drives me absolutely And it seems insane. to be the, the main focus And that focus seems to be the main focus. Country, and yeah. that seems to be a blanket statement for all, all, mm-hmm. most of the evangelicals today. You know, our Christians today. Mm-hmm. Um, people that run the church. People the way that churches, most churches are. Yeah. Um, is that. And, and that's when you go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Don't whoa. put me in that group. Hey. Your husband sucks. He might be hitting you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like everything, everything's not okay. You can't keep telling us how great he is. Yeah, like, no, this is not the case. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, in the fact that we have this this belief that we need to intermarry these two together and we, and we have and it's just gone bananas. But that's, yeah. Uh, where are we at? What verse? That was the end of it. Was it? That was the end of six, yeah. Okay. Was it? Yeah, yeah it really was. I mean... So the point of these... The was... point of that, though, is is just true faith. I don't know how I got to talking 
about Fox News Christian. Because truth. every time you talk, you I get know. to talking about I know. I need to be, yeah. That or kingdom theology or like That's going to come. It just, it just drives me nuts. No, but, but the point of doing these ones on the Sunday point, is like to I go said, the point of that slower. though is why I say those two things specifically is just it's the modern day Pharisees that we see here that Jesus is talking against. This is the the religious leaders that he's coming out against and 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 talking to. Mm-hmm. He's not talking like, like I said earlier to some just. Alien people for at a certain place at a certain time. This is applies to us today. Applies to us now, and this has to be real to each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're searching to apply this, which you should be, because every part of your life should be viewed through a biblical scope. There's literally nothing too small to not be biblically right. So, if we believe all of that, we live in a completely different world reality than the rest of the world. Therefore, it should look different. (laughs) You know, we're here and we're definitely... We're definitely we we went over it. We are the salt. We are the we we are we are the light. We definitely look like it, mm-hmm. but we look like it because we act completely different. Yeah. Well, that's why I love so much where it says there in thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. What are you worried about? What am I going to do for God versus yeah. what? how am I going to live my life? How am I going to pay the bills? Right. How am I going to do this? How am I right. going to do that? Those See, are real things that have first, to be done, right? Like we have kids. They have to get fed. We need to keep the electricity on, water on, things of that nature, right? Like there's certain things that you can do to lose, right? If God doesn't see it fit to keep your cable on, I think you'll be okay, right? Yeah, but and I think that's where people people tend to think that just because bad things are happening, will it fail at work? See what happens is I trusted God and now I lost all of these things. Well, guess what? Maybe you lost it because he didn't want you to have it. Okay, let me bring up. An example. I know it's not that we are telling personal stories, but I think this helps bring this to life, right? Because we have to apply this. So we were living in a very nice home, bringing in six figures a year with our own business on our own schedule and seemingly had all the things that we could possibly want. Well, now we have like no money (laughs) whatsoever we live in an old not very nice kind of falling apart home in the middle of nowhere and i would say our riches now how we're gonna pay our bills this month haven't the slightest idea but i would say that our riches today versus then are oh vastly greater what we have today because we yeah the only thing now is the the only thing that's uncomfortable now is the worldly things yeah the things that are and and there's some worldly things that are absolutely necessary so that's not that's not what that meaning is sure 
But um, if but... God is, t- if Christ is telling us here that He feeds the ravens, right? Those nasty birds you see outside. He'll feed those. How much more precious to Him are we than those birds, right? We were made in His image. So is God going to provide? Are we? Go- yes. And every time that we're able to sit down at our table and eat food to feed our children. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you provided us this food. Every day, our electricity is on. We have running water. We have a roof over our heads. We have clothes to put on ourselves and our children. Every day that those happen, it is by Christ and Christ alone that those things happen. And he has facilitated. We've seen, right? If you go in and you say, no, I'm going to live by faith. I am going to pursue righteousness. I am going to pursue Christ every day and whatever he calls me to do with that. And I believe him. I trust him that he will be it business that we get, that we do, by donations that we receive, by things that we just find that we didn't even realize were there, by whatever means he Mm -hmm. may use, we ask him for the provisions that we need. He knows what we need. He is good to us because he loves us, and we trust him 150 million percent to provide the things that we need. And every time something happens, we go, we, we have to. We have to stop and go, Christ, you are so good to us. You gave, thank you so much. You did this. I didn't do it. Yeah, it just doesn't. It like you said, it just doesn't look comfortable from a worldly standpoint, and you and that's that's probably a condition that that uh, most people that that yeah, you teach have to let, you have to won't be able to tell you though. That. Yeah, that that's one of those things. Those insider secrets about this thing. I guess who it's not that? an insider who secret, the... but. It's the pastor we were listening to on Prophecy Watchers, and he was talking about how him and his wife, when they were young and they went into ministry full time, living by faith with all of it. He's like, I never knew where my next dollar was coming from because I had no money in my pocket and no clue where it it was coming from. But God was good. And that's the thing is, is it doesn't, from your worldly standpoint, it doesn't look good. You'll have... Where's your plan? It'll it'll seemingly seem like it's falling apart. Sure, from a world perspective, completely. But you know, then you have that encouragement that'll just come in ways that only it can, you know, only he can, you know, only Christ can. But we have to let give, go so. of our ideas, our conditions, right. our right. dreams, our right. vision. We, we have to see how he blesses us say, God, it's all in, up in to these you. different ways. You give me and you do what you see fit to do with this. And I will be happy to serve in whatever scope that is. But you have to truly be that. Again, we're not talking lip service. We're talking Yeah, this truly. is, you know, this is your children are a blessing. Whether, yeah. you know, even if they're, you know... As long as they're, as long as they're here on this earth, no matter what, they're a blessing, um, and you're a blessing to them as a parent too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know we have a lot of people that have a lot of really, really sad, you know, stories too. But yeah, life is um, hard. It's it's very very difficult, and there's nothing easy about it. Um, these, but these promises are for today Mm -hmm. so that's what's interesting is we say that you know before we we were talking about these kingdom promises Mm -hmm. that you know these different these riches of the kingdom well this that'll come later Mm -hmm. but what i'm telling you is that i got you yeah doesn't mean you're gonna get it doesn't mean you're gonna get now. now 
And it's not going to be easy. But remember, this is how we explained this to the kids, is we said, imagine if I said, hey, do all your chores this week, and I'll give you $10 a day. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or, you do all this stuff now, mm-hmm. and in 10 years, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you $500 bazillion, yeah. right? right? So you They're not going to understand that they have to wait 10 years. But in 10 years, they're going to be like, ah, you know, I can't you know, even imagine. And so you just think, of, but we have to remember, and I think that's important Imagine telling Trav now as a four-year-old yeah. that we would have given you, do you want $10 now? Or do you Trav's want like, in I'm 10 years? I'm 14 years old. If he 14 years old, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, but, but you, we have to, I think, and, but the first step is for us as the adults, as the parents, to remember that everything I'm working for is not for a reward here in this life. It's for the one to come in the future from Christ himself, from our Lord God. Like, that's what I'm working toward. Right. So every time we're living paycheck to paycheck, we don't know where our next dollar's coming from. We're stressed over trying to keep the utilities paid before they come shut it off. We're doing all of these things and living off of, you know, pork and beans or whatever. And in our ratty clothes with our ugly old broken down house that floods all the time. Hello. Mm-hmm. Every time that that happens, Dude, Jesus is fixing me up a room right now. Like, so, I'm not, I could care less. Whatever. So, Lisa, yes. while we were talking, that while the kingdom promises definitely are not for us now, we can definitely end this on the promise mm-hmm. that Christ has got us. Yep. And that, why are you worried about it? Don't. He'll take care of it. It's yep. not easy. It's difficult. Some of us will be drugged through what we think is the worst time on earth. And I know even you personally probably think that this is the worst ever. But Christ just has such an amazing way of turning things around that you just could never, ever expect. And and sometimes that does happen here. Mm Sometimes things happen here that you're just like, but then you realize, wow, if I wouldn't have gone through all that stuff that I went through, exactly, I would have never been here. Yep. So you're like, I did get this amazing promise and this amazing thing that you did for me here. Mm-hmm. It took time, but you did give me something here and you gave me hope. So... I think, you know, definitely in that situation, and I think it's a super awesome way to end chapter six, but, um, you know, you think of when he he's saying things like, not even, uh, not even Solomon in all of his glory was arrayed like just the lilies of the field. Mm-hmm. So, like, God clearly cares about you more than you can ever imagine and he will take care of you if these if these things that are so small yet so why are you worried of course he will take care of you and and he will he will definitely give these but you just keep seeking him and keep keep just fighting that's i used to hate this because that was always that that cliche phrase of fight the good fight yeah 
But it's truth. Um, you're fighting the good fight, so just keep fighting, and, and things will turn around. He's got it, and yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and studying here in Matthew. If um, you've got this far. If you've made it this far, which we hope you have. Again, um, starting tomorrow, Monday, we are going to do a little 30-minute Bible studies every day based off of what our family is studying. So join us, your family, join us. And then um, Sunday today at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, we are going to do a YouTube live just for everybody who's joining us in Bible study. So just a time in fellowship to discuss um, the Bible studies we've done so far and just uh, to have that time, I think, with everyone would be really special. So go to our new um, website for the home church, APHomeChurch.com, and the link for the YouTube to join us um, there will be posted. So that way you guys can come over and say, hey, and we can chat about this and just have some time with one another, I think would be really cool so anything we can do for you guys let us know but otherwise we will see you over there and thanks for hanging out with us this morning